if you love music, if like you dream about it, you eat, sleep, breathe music, study it. What I implore anyone to do is to study, you know, okay, I like these certain types of songs. Try to figure out why you like them. You know, whether it's the kick drum, whether it's the snare, whether it's how the snare is tuned, whether it's like the reverb, whatever it is, try to, you know, try to understand and try to formulate your thinking process in, in, in how you make music and how you want to make music. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Art Not Algorithms podcast. I am Ty Allen, joined alongside with Paris Watson. Hello. And our star today is Chase Chase Paves. Paves. (laughs) So, Chase, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit, you know, where you're from, background. I'm Chase Paves, as you may not know already. Um, So today, I believe you say we're going to get into talking about songwriting. So I'm going to go over how I do that and, um, you know, maybe go over some favorite artists of mine because that kind of will seal and tie everything together but yeah 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 Yeah. and for those who don't know some of chase's top releases sf valley girl yes bedtime soon to be triumphant Mm -hmm. actually recently triumphant yeah yeah um and and many many great ones to come so you'll see his face everywhere now and forever and if you have ever followed us in the past you have seen chase's face somewhere this is true somewhere it's been somewhere you know (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, like you said, Chase, songwriting is the topic today, an extraordinarily important one because it does have so much power within the song. The right lyrics can bring out these emotions in the listener that that honestly are unmatched, mm. but it's so difficult. Right. You know, and we brought you in today because you write all your own music. You know, yes. you you cross genres consistently, but the thing that stays true is that all of your lyrics are so well thought out and meaningful, mm. you know? And I, I honestly oh, well, when it comes to <laughs> when it sure. comes to artists we work with, like your lyrics are ones that we're just like, wow, you know, like that is super impressive, right? So that's why we brought you in today. So I mean, we might as well jump in and get started. So when did you start writing songs? Hmm. Um, I think the first song I ever wrote was like my freshman year of college. So that was two years ago. Ooh, three years ago now. Wow, I'm assuming. time flies, right? Wow, yeah, it's wild. So I guess three years ago now. Um, I like had made a song. Uh, me and my buddy were kind of like in in the studio, just like not in the studio. We were in a dorm room called the studio. <laughs> we were like, yo, man, like let's make a let's make like a trap kind of song, you know? Like I don't know, just something that kind of was like different because he his production is is ridiculous. Actually, the song's called Metal Bliss. It's out now, but hey. I made it initially as a joke. Okay, because. You know, listening to like the no 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 hey no 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 hey like that kind of like rap, uh-huh. I was like, bro, that shit, I could do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I like made the song as kind of like a joke, and and then listening to some of these artists and like their interviews, and they'll talk about stuff in their songs, and then go, uh, you know, I don't live, I don't do any of that mm-hmm. in their interviews, and I was like, I want to try to do that all in the song. So like the beginning of the song talks about like. You know, like, oh, I'm so cool. Like, oh, I'll run up on you. And da, da, da. And then, like, the second verse, I'm like, everything I just said, like, I don't, like, I don't do any of that. Mm. But, like, you're still going to listen to this song because it's catchy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was kind of like a, a little, like, almost like teasing people. Kind of like, I just thought that was interesting. So that's how I started making music is, like, it was fairly conscious. Um, but, like, the lyrics, I was it was fun to be able to play, play around with things. And, and like, yeah. you know, I was, like, looking up words in the dictionary. Like, my vocabulary was just starting to, you know, kind of go up and learning about how you know you can use like 
different types of, you know, like Shakespearean sonnet, like A, B, A, B, C, D, C, D, E, F, E, F, G, G, like different ways of like, you know, rhyme schemes and mm-hmm. like uh, onomatopoeia, you know, uh, onomatopoeia. So like I was like using, you know, rhyme zone was actually like one of my biggest, you know, <laughs> what rhyme zones. Yeah, yeah, I'd be yeah. like, what word rhymes with, you know, this. And then, you know, looking at like old English, like poems, like sonnets and all types of things, you know, like haikus. And then just really like trying to figure out how to like manipulate the words after the fact. And I think that was what made it so easy is like, I have the story in my head. I have the shape, like, you know, with like a haiku is kind of like a shape. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay, what words fit? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it it became easier to tell a story more fluidly with that in mind. So you weren't like taught this specifically in school or anything. You kind of figured it out on your own. Yeah. So like going into like some of my favorite artists, like, you know, listening to Kendrick Lamar. You know, listening to Earl Sweatshirt, Mac Miller, you know, rest in peace, oh. listening, you know, to Kanye West, and then looking at how, you know, what the rhyme scheme is, and when they break the rhyme scheme, why they break the rhyme scheme, how they break the rhyme scheme yeah. is very important. And so I just like, I was so, I'm so into music, and like, I just started like studying like different ways of rapping. Um, and then like, there's like dactylic hexameter, iambic pentameter. Like all types of ways, so it's like ta 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 ta, or like tum ta tum ta tum, or ta ta tum ta ta tum. So those are different ways. When I go to the bar, or like when I go to the bar, when I stand in the dark, you know. So those are like different ways as well that you can, you know, manipulate your words and like emphasize certain, you know, words in the sentence to make it really hit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So much to say, but yeah. yeah, I like really just started. I got really into it, and I was just like, dude, like I want to be able to like virtually any beat i'm sent or any beat i make i want to be able to like go off on it and like whatever i write is for that specific beat so like i never pre-write anything every single song i've ever made is like i make a beat or my buddy has a beat we'll work on it and then i make and write lyrics right then and there because it fits that beat that you know uh whatever like rhyme scheme or you know certain types of phrasing i use or whatever it is it fits that beat in that song yeah, yeah. You know, I want like them to be put in like a specific environment when they listen to the music. Yeah, that's mm. awesome. You mentioned earlier that you know you uh, like when you're talking about rhyme scenes and stuff. Mm. You mentioned sonnets. Do you feel like you start writing poetry almost and then make it into lyricism? Because you know, like Amy Winehouse did that. She writes poetry. All her songs are like poems, mm. and then right. made them into songs. Do you feel like you start that way, or it's just like kind of all. just the info <laughs> for the bass? Okay, it's like. I mean, I have like a bunch of videos of like how I actually do it because I can't. It's hard to explain it. But, like, I'll listen to a beat. Well, actually, what I do start, like, what I started doing, I was going to say, what I do do, what I, <laughs> what I started doing is I'll, I'll let the beat play, and then I'll either record in my voice memo or, like, in the mic. I'll just press record, and then just, like, record what I, what I, what I you know, what initially comes to my head over it, like a little freestyle. Gotcha. Yeah. And then I go back in later and then plug in the words. So, like, if I say on the beat, like, when I go, and it's not, and it's not, and it's and it's not, and it's not when I rock with them. So it's like, it's not words throughout the whole thing, but I'll, you know, every once in a while I'll be able to plug a word in. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go back in and listen to how I said things and try to make that word fit that, that like, I don't know how, like, uh, how other to say it, but like, like the shape of my mouth at the yeah. moment when I yeah. like said that like sound, try to make a word fit that. So it's like the same shape. So mm. it comes yeah. out the same way. Yeah, yeah. you're kind of going through it and, and just straight up hearing the beat and just kind of making a sound yeah. with it that you're like hey this sound would sound cool and then right. going back in and be like all right let's plug the words in let's here. plug the words in but then let's also try to make the word fit that sound because i really like that sound yeah. if i was like hmm when i i got i might be like i don't even what's the word that would be like like uh like home when i 
Yeah. So like, go home when not. When I said like, hmm, when not. So like, try to make it fit, and then tell, but be able to tell the story, you know, in the yeah. same way. Yeah, I or think just, that's so cool. There's very few people that can do that. Yeah. I've heard of that like approach before, and I think the most successful person I've heard of that does that is Sia. Really? Sia does the exact same thing. Oh, that's I think cool. it's, it's such a rarity to to be able to like. <clears throat> I mean, that's what you're shaping it and then you're filling it with actual language. You know what I mean? And for it to match up almost every time. Is right. Sick, you know? Yeah. And then that's fun because then maybe, you know, what I end up putting in there is a different story mm. than what I maybe imagined for the song. And it's like even cooler. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, it's, I love like making music because it's always, you know, like I never know what's going to happen. Yeah, you a know? little bit of a surprise. Yeah. It's dispensable for, for even me, right? <laughs> yeah. And like, so I, that's why I, I never really pre-write anything because to me it feels like, you know, like the beat is like really like there like there's like specific words I feel that are intended for the beat or vice versa a specific you know beat that's intended for like words but when you write something before you have you know something in your head and then you're kind of just like shopping it around mm-hmm. so to me it's virtually like trying to fit a circle in a square right. which you can do so if the circle's small enough mm-hmm. but it's never really a perfect match mm-hmm. as when you you know it's like all right we're making the beat and we're making the song all in one you know it's, it's like this is intended for this yeah yeah you know yeah. i feel like that's like the to me it's the it's like the best approach because it's really genuine at that yeah, point yeah. like everything yeah. is like yeah it's like it all came together you know yeah and then you feel oh. good you're like yeah we made a whole song you know it's awesome. yeah, that's, super, that's super cool it's like you're matching kind of the lyrics to the beat yeah but then when you do make those lyrics do you have some sort of like inspiration behind them like are you trying to tell a specific story or does the story kind of come while you're developing the lyrics um there's a different ways of doing it so for instance like triumphant actually i made that about a girl bro like <laughs> that was like the first time and what's so interesting is that most of my songs, like, especially, like, sometimes, that had, like, I hadn't had that happen where, like, sometimes I hate the things you do, but, like, I can't stop thinking about you. Like, that had never really happened to me with a girl until mm. after the fact. Uh-huh. So what I started noticing is, like, I'll write songs, and then they'll happen. So uh-huh. i got to be really? careful about what I write. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but with Triumphant, that was the first song, other than Bedtime, where I wrote it about something that had already happened to me. Yeah. And... I, I it was like it was a pretty cool turnout and so it was like the girl was you know like it was there's kind of like a distant relationship but like the first verse that starts off is like you know wish i wasn't lonely wish i wasn't sorry wish you get to know me you should get to know me because like she didn't really know me yeah. and she was kind of like you know iffy about it and i was like no you should get to know me i'm cool like <laughs> <laughs> you know so i was like the first time i was like let me put it on let me put it into a song you know like yeah. i i know it's like cheesy you know like everybody feels this but like you know let's see how chase paves does it right so uh-huh. that was like the first time where i was like all right let's make a song that is about a story that i've already lived mm-hmm. so that know? was that was the first time that you actually yeah. took a life experience and put it into a song yes that's really cool that's crazy yeah i guess while, while we're on the subject like you want to dive deeper into what triumphant is about since it's you know oh wow yeah it's really cool okay yeah. when i was younger <laughs> I, of course, I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen the movie Wolverine. And so he, when he's like, you know, with this girl they're in the cabin or whatever, he, she was talking to him about the story about Kwaikawatsu. Um, and so I, always, I thought that was so cool. It was like a Japanese like folklore tale about why wolves howl to the moon. And so that's what Triumphant is like loosely based off of is like this, you know, spirit named um, Kwaikawatsu. Uh, and he was like in love with the moon, had a relationship with the moon. And there was a trickster spirit. And he also wanted the moon because the moon was a little baddie, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and so he was like, yo, Kwaikawatsu, if you go to Earth 
and you grab her some flowers, I'm sure she'd love that. He was like, you're probably right. So he left the spirit world, went to Earth, he was picking out his flowers, doing his thing, and then he comes back, trying to get back into the spirit world, and the Avatar is kind of like, yo, bro, like, you left. Like, you can't get back into the spirit world. And he didn't know that, and the Avatar loved, he, like, liked him so much, but he felt bad, so he was like, all right, bro, I'll let you guys communicate at night. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, there'll like, be, like, some sort of, like, you know, spiritual connection to you guys at night. So he's like, all right, I guess. But when he left the spirit world, he took the form of a dog. And so he, you know, like, the more and more that he stayed in the physical world, he became consumed by it. So he had to feed. He had to go to sleep and do mm-hmm. all this. And then he ended up teaching with his conscious mind, teaching other dog-like creatures how to hunt for themselves. And, and you know, and, like, giving them, like, the, you know, the wolf characteristics. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the longer he was in the world, he kind of forgot to you know, communicate with the moon consciously, but like subconsciously, he was kind of like, you know, he'd still howl at the moon every night, but it was no longer to talk to her. It was just like something that was innate, you know, something that was just like animalistic, if you can say at that point, right? It was just something he did and didn't really know why. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of like the story of, of like why wolves howl at the moon. And I was like, God, that's so cool. (laughs) And I was like, that's kind of like how I feel as an artist and and you know in relationships like as an artist it's like you know you're in the spiritual world or like as just a human being right you're you're in a spiritual world and it's kind of like you know in the spiritual world everything's bliss everything's set up for you so it's kind of like working your nine to five everything is like curated and it's like nothing's crazy or abstract but then being an artist or wanting to be an artist is like coming to earth right leaving the spiritual world and not knowing what you're going to get yourself into to seek out something that's beautiful or you thought was beautiful right mm. becoming an artist and then you're kind of like, okay, I'm on my way back to the spiritual world. Like maybe it doesn't work out or whatever it is, but then you can't get back in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's like, all right, I just got to make it work. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like, I feel like being an artist is kind of like that. You're coming from the spiritual world where everything is like set up for you. Like, you know, going to college and studying to be a doctor or whatever. And then you leave it all behind to, to then pursue something beautiful and creative, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of like another little take I had on it. But then with like, the girl is kind of like, you know, being connected to someone and then leaving, whether she's leaving or I'm leaving, right? Yeah. Like a long distance kind of thing. And then not being able to like connect with them, right? Mm-hmm. And you just like, all you can do is howl at the moon or, you know, FaceTime them or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, yeah, I think that would be like a really cool like story to tell, right? Yeah. And like yeah. a really cool way. And I shot a music video for it. The music video is out as well. And it's kind of like, it tells the story of it in a way where like I'm... I like don't interact with she'll so like my friend is playing like the moon spirit yeah. and like I don't really like interact with her in the in the shot because it's kind of like that symbolic like the symbolism of not being able to like yeah. you know get to my love right mm-hmm. yeah um and so I thought that was kind of interesting so when I do write songs one thing that happens is I'll ha- I have pictures in my head when I write them so it's like I'm like writing this song and I just have this whole picture in my head of like what I want the music video to be or like visuals or like how I want this story to come across in someone else's head, which I know is virtually impossible to make, you know, mm-hmm. get it out other than when they can see it visually. But like, that's kind of what I keep in mind when I write songs is like, I want it to be visual. Like I want them to see this in their head or see a yeah. picture of something in their head. Mm-hmm. So using like descriptive words, you know, that's, yeah. that's really cool. That's awesome. I mean, that's an extraordinary, <laughs> yeah. complex, that was a lot like, of that was words. A lot. <laughs> uh, let me just break it down real quick. There is a tale about, you know, why a dog howls at a moon, which is a myth. Mythological, wolf. or a wolf. Yes. Why a wolf howls at the moon. Yeah. 
you saw that as an artist versus reality situation. Like yes. Having to leave the real world to pursue art. Well, then you can't go back to the real world because right. that's what you love. Yeah. And so you have to make it work. And then there's a deeper level of, of with a girl, it's kind of the same type thing. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that much going on in the song of triumphant which is what three minutes long i mean that's yeah like, two something yeah which i think it's funny because anytime we listen to it like we know what it's about it's yeah. like 234 exactly. yeah it's yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, it's perfect um when we hear it we just get super hype you know mm, and yeah. like the name triumphant people are just like yeah like let's just get but oh. then you like learn the, the meaning behind it and it's still it's still, still a hype song but it's like how did you bury that i mean know? that's another thing that i was thinking of so when it comes to making the beat and the lyrics so the horns in the song mm. like going back to like biblical times like horns were used as like triumph mm -hmm. and yeah. so you know on the battlefield they would play horns or trumpets at the end of war and like mm -hmm. the victor would play the trumpets it's like a triumph kind of thing mm -hmm. as well as you know it being described as like you know the trumpets of heaven mm -hmm. so there was kind of like this thought in my head of these horns being something like a victory but also like benevolence right yeah. so like being you know holy and like spiritual so like mm -hmm. The horns is kind of like is the horns are um, <laughs> a physical representation of like the spiritual world mm. of oh. him having shifted over from the spiritual world to now the physical and it's in, in a physical form of like brass mm. and it's yeah, like it's so gold cool. yeah. and gold is something that is also of this world but something almost like unattainable because of its like you know godlike beauty right mm. yeah. and so also in the lyrics I, I I go into saying that like you know um, she turns into gold. And so it's kind of like, I'm, I'm like kind of trying to go after this girl, but it's like, she transforms, she keeps transforming into these beautiful things and I can't really, I can't ever really get to her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and then I'm like, you know, I, but her also turning into gold was, um, you know, turning into the sun. And then it's mm. like, how to the moon? I'll see you soon. Is like, you know, it's coming full circle. Like you just turn into the sun. It's like, it's no longer night. It's daytime. But like, oh, I'm going to wait for you because it's going to be night again. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to be back howling. I'm going to be able to holler and ask you, dog. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so, yeah. yeah I, have, I have to give you credit, though, for for obviously the way that you write. That's why you're here. But like with such a, an idea and a concept, uh -huh. I think when people try to replicate that or, or make that in music, the story or the lyrics are just like, what the hell is this song about? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's just all over the place. It's like right. there's no end point. There's no circle back. But you time and time again find a way to make it so simplistic and like something that is pleasing to the listener if that mm. makes sense yeah so if they take that story phenomenal even if they don't there's still like a story they can walk away with that makes perfect sense and is still enjoyable and like yeah. that's not an easy thing to do right right you, you do it very very well thank you yeah. Yeah. yeah no i mean from my what i understand is like there's layers to that right yes i mean if you listen to triumphant for the first time which i encourage obviously anyone listening yeah. to this after hearing all of that yeah if you haven't listened if you haven't listened go listen like, and watch the video and watch, yes, the video. and watch the video yeah it's like you can listen to it and get hype yeah right? like that's what happened the first time we all listened you're like this is yeah. a great song yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then you actually dive deeper you listen to the first level and you're like all right there's the guy girl relationship like mm. you see that and then you dive even deeper and see the mythological story so cool. and everything yeah. behind that. Yeah. And that's why it's such a cool song. Yeah. Is all of those layers and levels and you can right. listen to it a hundred times and just yeah. get deeper and deeper into it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. I mean, that's good for you. Like, that's <laughs> Thank awesome. You. Thank you. Skill like no is other, that, honestly. Is, is that rare for you to have that? I mean, you said you don't normally come with an idea. Is Was that like your most complex idea for a song? Was that one right there? Um, bedtime was pretty complex as well. In a way, not really. I, I don't know. To me, it's not complex. Mm -hmm. um, it's just like when I when like I make music, and this is also what's kind of interesting. 
like I probably wouldn't have been able to formulate these thoughts like when I first made the song. Mm. After listening to it over and over again, it's like my subconscious pulls out certain lyrics or like what like really what I try to do is like evoke a feeling from the song versus them mm. like listening to the lyrics. It's like, cause like I'm making the beat first. It's like, what do I want them to feel? Yeah. And even after me listening to the song, there's different feelings, right? That are coming out and things are starting to come to the surface. Like I'll literally like write a lyric that, you know, was like straightforward. And then a month later be listening to that lyric and go, Oh, that meant this. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably where I, I got that from. Like mm-hmm. this experience yeah. when I was six years old, when I had that. So mm-hmm. like that also happened. So there's not, it's kind of hard to say. There's never really like, a formulated idea before I make the song yeah. or even during sometimes sure not usually cool. comes together afterwards. Yeah. Interesting. And that usually is because I don't try to force anything. Yeah. I just let it happen. And mm. then, you know, maybe in, in three weeks I'll be like, it wasn't about Quake Watts. Well, I mean, it is, but like maybe <laughs> it'll change. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, but for, for this one, I think this was probably the, the idea I took the furthest. Yeah. And then turned it into like the video as well. So, so I think, cool. I think this is probably like, I guess the most intricate one I've done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it's really so cool. cool you talk about like subconsciously. Yeah. Like that's often how you write your songs. Yeah. It's just let it happen. It's very natural. Absolutely. And then afterwards kind of find the meaning and the reasons behind it. Yeah, because like, you know, especially, you know, in this world, everybody, you know, what you see visually, whether it's on social media or in person, you know, you mimic or you mirror what you see. And I feel like that's usually like the borderline of like your conscious and subconscious mind, right? Mm. And then there's things that you hear and you want to repeat. So I hear, you know, a Drake song and I'm like, ooh, I like that, so I want to repeat that. And that's like my conscious mind repeating it. Mm. Or I hear the song, I hear, you know, I hear Drake's song, I hear Kanye's song, I hear a bunch of different songs, and then I'm just sat in a quiet room and I'm just, you know, making a song by myself. Subconsciously, my brain will start putting things into that song that I liked from those songs. Yeah. Versus me trying to force something like, "Oh, I like that. Let me recreate that." Mm. Or I like that. My brain has, you know, has it locked in yeah. place. Like we don't give our, ourselves enough credit, I don't think. So it's like I don't have to necessarily go, "Oh, I like that." Then run and write it down. But yeah. I'll listen to a bunch of different songs, and then subconsciously, it'll all come out into one artwork. But it's still it's Chase yeah. at that point. It's no longer like, "Oh, this sounds like a Drake song." It's like that's Chase. I see where he gets influences from, but it's like there's so many influences that you can't really like pinpoint what it is. Yeah. Because it like went through my mind and then came out. Yeah. Versus me trying to like immediately mirror it. Yeah. You know? I, I think there's a difference between seeing something and trying to replicate it. Absolutely. Versus taking everything in and then making it your own when it like you're producing it, right? Yeah. You can understand where that stuff comes from afterwards. Yeah. But it's not like directly trying to do it. I'm, I'm kind of curious, Paris, you may know a little a little bit more but like how normal is that because we've had artists before who are like hey you want a song i'll write a song right now oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like what how normal is it to be more of a subconscious process i don't even want to say it's it's a normality versus not an abnormality normal. yeah, yeah <laughs> abnormality yeah yeah i think it's more and i'm not saying this to just blow smoke up your tush but like genuinely talent versus not yeah because the people that are are genuinely talented take inspiration and, and listen to their favorite artists the best and, artists steal yeah <laughs> but no like if, if you're let's say your favorite artist kendrick you'll look into like where does kendrick get his inspiration from right yes. and you'll you'll know where those things come from versus the less talented people i would argue just want to sound like kendrick lamar you know yeah. they're yeah. just going to mimic Kendrick. they don't understand the depths of kendrick they don't all they hear is like the beat and the exact rhyme like, yeah. let me just make that again or let me make a little you know a pop smoke track or let right. me let me sound like little uzi 
and I think that's the difference. I don't think it's a normality. I think it's you genuinely have a passion and a talent mm. in, in music. Mm. And can you hear those those layers and all the inspiration, all the depth that's in it yeah. and take little bits of it versus taking one person and just doing copy paste. You right. Know? I think that's I think that's the difference. But yeah. nowadays everyone wants to be I feel like an artist and a SoundCloud rapper and just yeah. knocks off whoever's on the top Honestly, 10. Honestly, yeah. A lot of people just want to sound like 100%. someone else. I yeah. want to be the next Drake. And yes. it's like I feel like the difference is you're not trying to be the next Drake. It's like I like him, I like Kendrick, I like all these people. I'm going to be me though. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think with Chase too, I mean, we've experienced this anytime we're like, you know, working with someone else and describing, you know, Chase Paves is one of our artists. This is his genre. We, we always look around, we're like, what 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 exactly because i don't want to say hip-hop or rap or r&b like that's just like that's just it's more Dude, than i don't even know <laughs> but it's yeah. more than that and like when people hear the project that you're working on too like mm. i think it clearly speaks for itself it's yeah. i don't want to say it's all over the place in a bad way because it's not it's just like perfectly like meshed with other sounds and and genres and yeah. inspiration it's, it's like not a, it's like listening to it you're like yeah he definitely has add <laughs> <laughs> guilty as charged it's like uh it's just a little bit of everything in Mm. a perfect way and if you look back at the greats i i would sit there and i I still couldn't say that you know the greatest artists were always just in one genre they had tracks that sounded different than the last you Mm. know they're constantly evolving constantly growing and um i think that's i think that's what separates people it's Mm. yeah 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 can i pinpoint that exact thing or not if i can say you sound exactly like kendrick then sorry it's probably not gonna work out right (laughs) i don't want that exactly i want to be like you sound like kendrick but you're just like here yeah yeah it's like because i sound like none of them i sound like me yeah (laughs) (laughs) just uh, just say i sound like me you know so yeah like paris was saying like there are so many inspirations from different genres and your your project coming up is it's all over the place but in a way where it's just a mixture of all these different sounds Mm. right so what would be your favorite genre to work in? Hip hop rap is my favorite probably. Mm. Okay. Um close second R and B. And then I would I there's like a little like I wouldn't really even say country, um, but like a little like reggae tune, like a little mm. like folk reggae it's tune fun. on there. I was yeah. like, Oh, that could be fun. I wonder how that would sound. Yeah. Um and then I have one that like hmm, into daylight. How would I even explain how would I just describe that? Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. Like it's the, well, the influences I took from uh, Frank Ocean and Childish Gambino. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they are like R&B, I guess you'd say. So I guess it's an R&B tune, but it's very, it's like a pop R&B tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very, yeah, it's you're different. Wrong, yeah. But it's, it's great. I mean, it, it's yeah. awesome. But yeah, it, it's a different sound. Absolutely. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, when you go into a, into a session or, or when you're making a like my closet, closet. <laughs> when you go into your closet yeah. to make music uh-huh. uh very do you, fine closet. do you go in with a specific sound you're looking for that day never i never ever 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 would go into a session expecting something because mm-hmm. that's how you get let down you know yeah but also it's like when you expect something you put too much pressure on yourself yeah and when it when you're in in a creative field like making music or painting or whatever it is you always have the most fun when you you don't go with expectations and you just go in to make, you know, make something or whatever, if it's good or yeah. bad, but have fun. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, your, your art form, whatever, it's less of a discipline and, and less of a job or task. It becomes more of like even a hobby. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just something that's really fun and exciting that you love to do. Yeah. Um, so when I go into, when I walk into my closet, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, all right, Chase, like, Let's make a song. Let's start with, like, that's, if anything, it's let's make a song, right? Yeah. Um, 
and even that can go like because if you don't finish the song but i mean just like you know let's sit down and see what we do so i'll sit down with the keyboard maybe play along with some things find some cool sounds and then i'll make a little like a beat right sure. and you might percussion i think because i'm a drummer mm. um so making beats is probably like the most fun but when i first started it was they, the beats were terrible and i was like i'm a drummer like why are my beats so terrible and i think it's because i was a drummer you're you know going all over the place doing everything mm. trying to make everything fit and and it's cool when it's like in a live setting but when it's in a recording and you have like fills all over the place and all this stuff you want to do too much mm. and yeah. that's where i was kind of like okay let's take a step back yeah let's approach making music like as if you were to be a keyboardist or if you were to be a guitarist or a bassist, how would they do it? Mm -hmm. yeah. So then listening to like Jay Dilla, right? Mm -hmm. Or listening to, you know, Kanye West or listening to, um, you know, Corey Henry or mm -hmm. like M MFD wasn't really a producer, but, you know, Jay Dilla. Um, who's another one? Robert Glasper, right? Mm -hmm. So listening to how they attack the beat and what, and what they do. So it was like, I only knew what I knew and I didn't like what I had known at the time. So I was like, let me study, let me sit down and study and focus a little bit more on what I want to try to do before I like mm -hmm. do it. I don't even remember what your question was. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just genres. Yeah, genres. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So like, you know, sitting down and listening to like what it is that I want to do because I didn't, I hadn't found it yet. Yeah. And then I was just, I would like, I went maybe like a year probably. I would just listen to music twenty four seven. I would have AirPods in all the time. Not Air, not AirPods at the time, but you know, Beats or whatever. Hmm. Had headphones on all the time, and was just like listening to certain songs. Certain songs make me feel a type of way where there was like the kick drum, the piano, and then I'd go, okay, this is a jazz song, or oh, this is a country song, or oh, this is a R&B song, or this is a pop song. So like, it never mattered what the genre was. It was hmm. just what I felt. Hmm. So then me then trying to recreate those feelings, I've noticed has caused you know certain songs. To be put in these different genres yeah but it's just about the feeling that i wanted to implicate you know or create with this sound it kind of you know sounds like a it would be a country song or it sounds yeah. like it'd be a, a this song so like when it comes to genres it i don't even really use the word like because i never try to make something in a genre or like in a specific box mm. it's just what i'm feeling yeah yeah and i've like made that very like poignant in my artistry is to like not box myself in because yeah, you yeah. know Tyler, Tyler the creator was kind of like he felt you know in his speech he was saying he felt it was like you know you're playing video games and your, your cousin wants to play and you hand in the controller that's not plugged in it was like a, he felt slighted when he won the Grammy yeah. Yeah. everybody's like why are you like you know da -da -da, like just talking to all, all this crap because he wasn't you know um, appreciative of winning the, the Grammy but where he, what he was saying was very real he was like I made a pop album I didn't make a rap album mm -hmm. And they put me in the rap category because of, of like, you know, previous stuff or because of his image. Sure. And I was like, damn, like Tyler, Tyler, the creator is like someone I look up to. And then hearing him say something like that, I was like, I'm really glad that I branded myself in a way in the beginning where it's like I make everything. Yeah. Sure. So it's like I can always be true to myself because I that's how I started it. So people are expecting that in the beginning versus yeah. like doing a specific type of thing. And then when I want to change it. You know audiences or like you know kind of ticked off with me or i'm not you know mm. feeling good about you know what i'm saying so i was like all right well let me just be chase let me just be who i want to be and then hopefully they'll you know they'll like it yeah right and so that's yeah. kind of how i went into you know the whole genre aspect of things is like not trying to 
box myself into a certain rap category yeah. or R&B. Just like, yeah. all right, what are you feeling today? Oh, I want to sing today. Oh, okay, let's you know, let's do it. Or yeah. I want to rap today. Or I want to you know play guitar today. Whatever. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's how that's how I go into sessions. Like, you know, what do you want to like? What do you want to do today? Maybe like, what do you want to? Oh, I'll play guitar on this one, or I'll play piano on this one, or you know, maybe I'll sing. But yeah. I don't really go in like, let's make a rap tune. Yeah. It'll it'll just like whatever like however the beat speaks to me is like I'll rap on it or I'll sing on it. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's super important um, and super cool because I think a lot of people are afraid to that they need to stick to a genre yeah. to be successful. That's what right? I was gonna say. I think there's a lot of confidence that, and I think I told you this from day one to like to walk out and be able to say, you know, I know the industry standard is to stay inside of this box and brand yourself this way because it's pretty for the shelf and that's right. easy and that's what sells and that's what you're supposed to do. But to say from day one, I'm fuck the box you know what i mean i'm yeah. just i'm gonna do entirely me right and take such an approach that honestly has only been successful to the masses once you've reached a certain level mm-hmm. right so like miley cyrus i think is, a, is the most up-to-date example right now obviously started in pop and then, found out yeah <laughs> started in pop like disney channel and then more yeah. of a like more of an edgy pop and then kind of introduced the idea of dark pop and then her newest album is a rock album yeah completely opposite of what she started with right but if she did that five ten years ago i don't think it would have been successful right you know gambino now he has you know Redbone, bone all know and then there's this is america and this is uh what is it endless summer or just summer Either way, they're they're so, so different, and they're his top most recent hits. You know what I mean? Right. It's not common for people to be able to sell outside of a box because right. that's how the industry wants you to be. But exactly. to start off that way, I think is such a smart move. Yeah, that people haven't tried yet. You know, because my thing is like you know you're saying maybe seven five seven years ago that probably wouldn't have hit. Mm-hmm. Imagine if seven five years ago that's what she wanted to do. Yeah. So this yeah. entire time she's been unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something I never wanted. I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I've heard stories of people who were like, I wanted to make this, but my label wouldn't let me or my right. whatever wouldn't let me. And I'm like, why yeah. would I put myself in the same yeah. situation? I mean, especially her dad's a country singer, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I'm sure that was the expectation. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was like, well, I you know I hear all these stories and it's like, well, why would I put myself in the same situation? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I can do it differently. I think what you've done well, and once people hear the project, I think they'll understand what we're saying, is you've kind of put all of your major cards on the table. Mm. And you still have your tricks and stuff in the bag that no one's seen yet. But as a whole, like you're laying all the cards out on the table and saying, uh-huh. this is what I have, take it or leave it kind of thing. Yeah. Versus I'll give you one new card every five years. You right. know what I mean? And I think the positive in what you're doing it's going to open up just a massive fan base because there's something for everyone. Oh, yeah. And everyone yeah. can love Chase Babes, right. you know, which is going to be really cool to see it too. And I think at a, an even deeper level than that, I think stepping away from the fan base, I think that's what you want to do. 100%. Right? Like you yeah. talk the entire time about you make songs on feeling. Mm-hmm. Like you feel a certain way by music, so you feel a certain way when you make it. Yeah. Right? And I think it's important to always stick with that because yeah. that's what you love doing, right? Absolutely. Is genuinely working off of emotion. Yeah. Instead of being like, okay, I'm going to come in, make a rap song today and put these beats in with these lyrics and it's over. Yeah. Right. right. It's all based off of emotion, which I think is really powerful. And right. you really understand your craft. Words yeah. get you to a, cause like a lot of people think of songwriting as just words, right? But words get you to, you know, they get you to the door, but like, I think like the beat, the melody, it's like the key, right? So if, for instance, you know, a song in English may like those words may not mean something to someone who doesn't speak english mm-hmm. but the beat can resonate 
mm. or yeah. like a certain, you know, the instrumentation, whatever mm. instruments I chose to use or the melody might hit, mm. you know, might strike something. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to writing, it's more so, to me at least, it's more so about the feeling, but also it's really, you know, about the instruments, you know? Yeah. And being an instrumentalist, that was like kind of like my... That was something where I was, because like, I'm, I'm a drummer. And so when I first, you know, was, it was in my first band, I never understood how like melody worked or how chords worked. I was always just banging on pots and pans. Yeah. I could keep good <laughs> rhythm, but, you know, they'd talk about, oh, go to the B flat or go to the, we're going to the, the B section, you know, da, 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 da. And I was like, it's not my world. What'd yeah. that mean? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I knew that that meant I need to go to my ride. But then I'm looking at my buddies sitting there like looking so confused because he has to go to the B flat. Or mm. he's going, you know, there's like a um, modulation and he, you know, and I'm like, why are you confused, bro? Come on. <laughs> but, then, uh, but then once I started, you know, like, because I went to Berkeley College of Music in yes. Boston for two years, I like started studying melody and I was like, oh, that makes, it made, it made so much more sense. It made music come full circle. Yeah. Because w I, I kind of understood why I was doing what I was doing, but I didn't know at the time how to like articulate that mm -hmm. why i knew what i was yeah. doing but i knew that okay there's a crescendo here or, or there's a chord change here so i'm gonna do a crash so yeah. i knew what to do but i didn't know why i was doing it because yeah. it was that it was the feeling was guiding me yeah and so once i was able to articulate on paper why i was feeling that way i think my music started to like started yeah. to get better i mean i started it's... to understand how to do it and how to recreate it you yeah. know yeah that's awesome i mean in that yeah. sense it's just natural talent right like it's your own genius and then mixed with learning the process right. in a very technical sense as well and when yeah. those two things come together that's when your music started to get elevated absolutely yeah. yeah so i guess my question is like it's very clear you work a lot off of emotion mm. you know it's like i come in i i do what i feel like doing mm -hmm. and that's what makes the best music what would your advice be for mm -hmm. someone who's trying to write songs or become a songwriter or become you like what what would your advice be in that in that sense well for one my advice is to study if you love music if like you dream about it you eat sleep breathe music study it you know it doesn't hurt because it's something that you want to do and i'm sure you want to do it you know for a long time so you want to have longevity in the industry yeah. so what i implore anyone to do is to study you know okay, I like these certain types of songs. Try to figure out why you like them. You know, yeah. whether it's the kick drum, whether it's the snare, whether it's how the snare is tuned, whether it's like the reverb, whatever it is, try to, you know, try to understand and try to formulate your thinking process in, in, in how you make music and how you want to make music. Mm -hmm. And then just start doing it, right? And it doesn't, and one thing that I, I kind of like, kind of like takes me off a little bit though, mm -hmm. is when people are like, I make music because, or like, they're like, yo, let's get a bag. Like, mm -hmm. they make music to get money. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's kind of like what I see is like with your, you know, the SoundCloud rappers you were saying earlier, mm -hmm. like people only make music to get money. And those people are, they're, you know, hey, they're trying, to, they're trying to hustle. <laughs> they're yeah. trying to hustle, sure. But like, that's a person who I would never want to work with. Right. Yeah. Like, and I've been in situations where someone's like, yo, bro, we better get this bag. And I'm like, huh. And there's a different way of like, yo, you know, we, we made a song that's this is this like, yeah, like this could make us a lot of money. Mm. But there's a difference in I want to work with you because, you know, I feel like you're talented and we can make a bag. Mm. Yeah. It's like, OK, well, then you're just in it for the, the money. Mm. Yeah. Like the money will come if you're if you're decent at it, if you took the time to 
understand it and express mm-hmm. it when you become a professional yeah when you're a professional you you make money right and so it's like you have to take the time you have to take the hours to actually get there and master the craft yeah so what i implore anyone to do who wants to be a songwriter um or make music is study it and you don't necessarily have to you know read a bunch of books about it but like you know if you don't know what you know a shakespearean sonnet is if you don't know what iambic pentameter is you don't know what dactylic hexameter is i implore you to look it up and it can definitely help and especially when it comes to songwriting it's like you know what are certain ways that i can tell this story in a short amount of words mm-hmm. and that's you know or like what is a way i don't want to go to the, i have more to say but like this is you know the, the the part for like the chorus so then using like a refrain so like learning different you know song structures as well but i kind of like do whatever i want in terms of song structures you can do whatever you want there um <laughs> but you know once again it's just like you know if you if you love it take it serious right yeah. and it doesn't mean like it has to become like a task but it's like you know i love it so much that it, it's not a task to me yeah. and if it's and if like you doing it and studying it becomes a task then maybe it's not what you love maybe yeah. it's what you like maybe it's like a hobby you know um so once again it's just you know learn even learning about yourself mm-hmm. right like i know like if i if i step away from the keyboard for a week you know I, like as soon as i see one i'm gonna be like i'm gonna be fiddling with it yeah, yeah. you know yeah. and it's like and it's not because you know i'm like oh i haven't seen it i gotta practice it's like i need it right yeah so it's like i like find what you need but you know a lot of people do like really like songwriting or they they go to songwriting to express their feelings in a way and if you know you don't necessarily want to be a big songwriter and you just want to write songs then i'd probably say you start off by you know creating a story right you know painting a picture in your head or even drawing and then describing the picture or you know and then looking up words in the dictionary like i looked up i've looked up like a lot of words in the dictionary that i never even thought i'd use like what what is one that i used that was super weird <laughs> um hmm well I, recently i used the word irate uh that i heard i actually heard that from a tiktok <laughs> but it's just being like really mad um but like it really fit the rhyme scheme and so i was like oh that's cool so like learning like new words that yeah. like you know may go over someone's head but like there's those few that know. So there's that type of writing where it's like, it might go over some people's head, but like, there's the few that know. And then there's like the super simple, like kind of like, you know, Trump where he like talks super simple. Right. Mm. So there's those type of songs as well. Um, or like your country songs that are very like easily to understand, but they're so, they paint a picture in your head. They're very vivid. Yeah. yeah. Like and oh, everybody's yeah. Like, oh, talking about trailers and trash and all this. I'm like, but yeah, but you saw that in your head when you heard the song, yeah, though, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're like, yeah. It's like, well, yeah. I, I want <laughs> to be able to picture you. You picture, you know, you to picture something in your head that, like I said. Yeah. And so, you know, people really they they crap on country music, but I implore anyone who wants a song right, take a listen to country yeah. music. Yeah. yeah. They do it right. Yeah. Yeah. They really do it right, and I'm I'm like, man, there's something there. Like yeah. Folk music is just it's because it's just so especially folk music because that's really like like blues stuff is like. They play the guitar and like you know like Muddy Water like Buddy King. I, I think I might have made up the name Buddy King. <laughs> that sounds like it's not a person. BB King. BB King. King. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Is his name not Buddy? Whatever. I, I, I think don't his know. nickname might be Buddy. His yeah. guitar is Lucille. I know. But BB King R. and R. Muddy Water, right? So listen, like watching them play and sing, and yeah. they're like, bro, it's like they're in another world. They're like yeah. blacked out playing guitar, and yeah. just their voices just carry so much, and, and like that kind of style of like folk and blues is like whatever you think say it yeah. yeah and it's like like the plight of like you know the black man or like the plight of the of like the struggle they're going through and enduring and it's coming out in these words and it's like 
you can feel it from like one they're just their body language but if you're not looking at them and you're just hearing it on the track you can hear it from how how they say things and like you know just like the the pure just like aura of just like genuine yeah bliss and yeah. like you know being able to be on that instrument and like express themselves in that way yeah, yeah. um so i mean I, that's a lot to really take in but you know if i had to give you like a one two three for like songwriting i say one study whatever you want to do whatever type of genre you want to go or if you just want to be yourself study it two i'd probably say um try to like come up with a, a list of your favorite artists um who you kind of want to you know sound like if, if you know not necessarily sound like but like whose writing style do you like and then three figure out why you like it and then go from there yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's, you know, summarizes a lot of what you said, you mm -hmm. know, throughout the entire time is, is, you know, having inspirations, having yeah. feelings, having emotion drive your songwriting. And then there's a clear, like natural genius that comes along with that, with like how you place that into a song, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's, you know, the time we have, um, right. if you listen to this, I hope you got a lot out of it. I know, honestly, I, we I did, did too. Yeah, yeah. um, just from sitting so. here. So, um, you want to go through your socials, have people follow My you socials. after listening to All this? All the socials. Super easy. I'm at Chase underscore Paves on everything. Yeah, buddy. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, buddy. Yeah, we're, we're not <laughs> as simple. We're at live TWO create. <laughs> it's uh, on, on TikTok and Instagram and Art Not Algorithms on, um, you know, Spotify and everything. And, you know, this has been the Art Not Algorithms podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, yes, subscribe, leave some comments Yes. on Spotify. Thank you very much. And yeah. uh, More music coming soon. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah get ready for Chase's stuff. If you haven't listened to Triumphant now, by now, you need to. 100%. Look it up. I just said I want it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little yeah. sample right there. Yeah, buddy. Thank yeah. you so much, Chase, for joining us today. It was, of course. It was yeah. a pleasure, Thank honestly. You. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next time, guys.